about it. We've made it to Friday. Good morning. Eric Carpenter here. This is KCVL, KCRK. It's kind of nice today. Yesterday, I uh, didn't have a chance to walk to work. It was just too wet yesterday, but a very nice walk today. Um, I kept having to look at my watch and make sure the right day of the week that, you know, it wasn't the weekend and that it really was uh, in the five o'clock hour. It it was so quiet this morning, much lighter traffic than normal for a Friday. So maybe a lot of people just either running late today or uh, decided not to uh, not to go into work. (laughs) This is a Friday, though. Good to have you. Uh, It's a lot of clouds out there. Relatively nice uh, weather. We're going to talk about that weather forecast coming up in just a little bit. The Marcus Cider Fest is this Saturday. Enjoy fresh pressed apple cider, a pancake breakfast, parade, car show, kids carnival and games, the food court with 10 vendors this year, and a beautiful park with 90 arts and craft vendors to check out. There's also live music and entertainment all day at the Picnic Pavilion with great artists. Jukebox Review, Natasha's Force of Nature, Bottom Dollar, and Fire Creek are the lineups this year. Come early and spend the day at Cider Fest this Saturday in Marcus, just five miles north of Kettle Falls on Highway 25. Visit MarcusCiderFest.com to learn more. Biologists working for the state of Washington have killed two members of the Lead Point Wolf Pack. That in an effort to stop the pack from preying on cattle here in Stevens County. Department of Fish and Wildlife say an adult male wolf was killed and an adult female was killed. The agency director, Kelly Suswind, last week had authorized the killing of up to two members of that uh, lead point pack. Fish and Wildlife had documented five depredation events on cattle on private grazing lands since August 22nd. The attacks killed three livestock and injured two more. They have not documented any additional wolf depredations in the Lead Point Pack since September 19th. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. All this week, we've been hearing from a variety of folks uh, the question and answer period, the Stevens County commissioners, the county prosecutor. We've heard coverage, we've had coverage of this wage dispute with the Stevens County coroner's office. Well, today, we hear from the deputy coroner, Brett. Lopes, he tells his side of the story. Brett Lopes, he is the one that filed the complaint with labor and industry. Being on call, it didn't take me long to figure out that there's not a lot I can do of my own. I can't go and do anything specific with my family. I can't go anywhere without my coroner vehicle, without my equipment, things like that, because 
at any moment, one of the deputies could call me or the answering service will call and state that there's a death somewhere and I need to take a report. And then I have to decide whether or not I would go out to the scene or do what they call a phone release and call the funeral home. I looked into this and there's a law called engaged to wait, where a person does not have free time that they can go and do what they want, where there would be a period of time where you will not be bothered. The time is yours. That does not exist when you're on call as the coroner. People will die at any time, day or night. And when that happens, we need to be ready. There are policies in place from the coroner's office in regard to my responding to calls and actually responding to scenes. And that is a specific amount of time I have to do that. Because if you have a death on the highway, you got people in these cars that are deceased. They need a coroner out there to be able to initiate that investigation and get them on their way to the medical examiner and the highway is getting reopened and such. This is not something that the public or anybody wants people staying there forever lying around until somebody decides that they can come and do it. It's much like a fireman, a paramedic, or somebody else who is on call you have to be ready at any moment. So when I discovered that, and I had mentioned to my boss that I need to get paid for this, I was informed that the county does not pay on-call pay. And I said, I think that's wrong. I looked into it. And after several attempts through my boss and me with the Board of County Commissioners to try and make this position a salaried exempt position, where it's not an hourly position, you don't get overtime, but it would be an exempt salary position, that was refused every single time that we went to meet with these people with regard to this. Then I'm left with working hours way over 40 a week. I'm not getting paid for anything past 40. So I filed a complaint with Labor and Industries. Labor and Industries investigated, looked it up, took some time to do that. And they found in my favor that I am engaged to wait, that I should be paid hour per hour. And that there is a significant amount of overtime that's been accumulated. So therefore, they have sent a demand letter to Stevens County to pay that. So my hope in the beginning was that my position would be classified correctly and that this would never, ever be a case whatsoever. But I also wanted to stand up for myself and say, you know, if I need to get paid for doing a job that restricts me and things that I can do, then I'm going to stand up for myself. One way or another, I'm going to get paid. This was, I don't know why it's a big surprise. I don't think the county knew at all about the law, about engaged to wait. I don't think they cared. They didn't look it up. But they were advised several times, once from the auditor, that she had a big concern about my position, the hours that I worked, and that the liability of overtime may present itself. She mentioned that in a meeting before I was even hired in a budget amendment meeting. My boss, Lori Sampson, has met with the commissioner several times to try to fix this position as such as a non-exempt so it would not be an issue. There was no cooperation at all from the commissioners. In fact, there was nothing but disrespect and disdain for the coroner and the coroner's office, in my opinion. Now this has gotten to this point, I will continue to serve the county, do the best job that I can, and that's what I'm here for. But I also believe that a worker needs to be paid according to what the law and what is fair. And so that's my whole point here. I got to tell you, I'm astonished at the decision-making process of the Board of County Commissioners and their what I call irresponsibility. And if I could classify their political careers, I'd call it a suicide because this is a definite stance they have taken that is not going to be beneficial for them. The bottom line is, is I'm sorry it had to come to this. 
but I'm astonished at this whole thing. You bear the responsibility of decision-making processes that you make. So if you make bad decisions that end up costing you a lot more money, that's the way it's going to be. So I didn't want it to be that way, but that's their decision-making that did that. They said they stopped the hemorrhaging. Well, they bled out a long time ago. As a medic, I'll tell you, they bled out a long time ago. I wrote them a kind email, the Board of County Commissioners, three times. The third one, I wasn't so nice. I said, I'm appalled at your decision-making process, blah, blah, blah. But I asked them and implored them very respectfully to look at my position again. They were never answered. None of this was even a problem in their mind until they got an L&I complaint. So the next thing is they, they did call me. The L&I guy called me and said, hey, the commissioner said that they want to pay you as if you were exempt from May 1st up to now, plus make you exempt right now. And I told the guy, well, you know, I think we're moving in the right direction as far as being exempt, but I've worked an awful lot of hours for free. And I don't think that that's going to be the route to go. And then once I heard that they called my boss, Lori Sampson, in and the prosecutors handed her an RCW and said, if you don't get this guy to drop his deal, we're going to put this on your bond and we're going to get you kicked out of office. When I heard that, I called up my L&I guy and I said, no deal at all. I am not negotiating with these guys. No deal. No deal. Now they're placing it all on her doorstep as if it was her bad decision, her bad managing of her office. I am exempt as of now, I guess, to, quote, stop the bleeding. And I think that's amazing that now that they've finally come to at least that decision, we're moving in the right direction. However, they need to pay back pay for wages of overtime that were not paid. Okay, I don't work for free. This is not a volunteer job. This is a paid professional position. And so that's the way it is. All right, yeah. there, there you have it. That's uh, straight from the horse's mouth there. That's the deputy coroner, Brett uh, Lopes. And he kind of uh, puts, it, uh, puts it where he sees it on this uh, whole labor and industry uh, labor issue on... Uh, regular and overtime pay for on-call hours. Um, I think I'm going to wait till Monday. Monday we are going to hear a little bit more about this whole situation. Um, I think Monday we will hear from uh, the uh, county auditor, Lori Larson. Well, with the days getting shorter, it's time to bring in some new lighting to your home at Sandra's Furniture. Our fall specials include lamps and artwork, 15% off, and warm up your space with new area rugs, now 10 to 15% off. Plus, Big Al's Coffee Shop has the fall specials you need with chai lattes, teas, and local James beef jerky back in stock. Shop the fall specials at Saunders Furniture, 279 South Main Street, downtown Colville. Washington State is not the first in the country uh, this time for something. It's Oregon. Oregon. They are set to become the first state in the nation to cover climate change expenses under their Medicaid program. The state health officials in Oregon say the low-income health plan is going to cover air conditioners, air filters, and generators. Uh, for people who live in areas where a weather emergency has been declared. 
Uh, this will include Oregon's renewed Medicaid waiver. Oregon will pay for it all with $1 billion in new federal funding. The uh, state will become the first state in the country. They uh, become the first to keep children continuously enrolled in Medicaid up until age six. And they get a billion dollars in federal funding, and the people on Medicaid get their air conditioners. Sherman Creek Orchard now has peaches. They are nutrient-dense and mountain-fresh straight from Sherman Creek. The mountain stream, they have three varieties of peaches, Rosa, Red Globe, and Hale. These peaches are grown organic or better. You can drop by 32 Apple Tree Drive just off the Inchelium Kettle Falls Road anytime from daylight to dark. They are based on the honor system, so simply pick out your fruit and put your cash in the box. Sherman Creek Orchard also has nectarines, Italian prunes, Bartlett pears, cherry juice, and apple cider. For large orders, call 509-738-6997. If you like baseball and you're interested in faith-based movies, there's a movie showing down in Spokane. It might be of interest to you. It is called Running the Bases. Got all the elements required to pique the interest. Small town folks who have families and faith. Here's some details on that movie. My name is Marty Roberts. I am one of the directors and writers of Running the Bases. Running the Bases is a story set in baseball. It is a faith-based film, but the background is baseball. We focus on morals. We focus on struggles that we face in daily life. We just use the baseball as the backdrop. There is a lot of baseball in this film, so it's not like a movie that we throw a baseball out in front of a hotel and all of a sudden now we're a baseball film. That's not really what we are. So there's quite a bit of baseball in it, but it's about two high school boys that are aspiring to become great baseball players and they're being scouted and excited and some things happen in their lives and God does some things that are not on their plans. They have a plan of their own. Unfortunately, God has a little bit different plan for them. And one of the brothers ends up going on to coaching baseball. He has a faith that is grounded in a small town. His family is there, and he's won a substantial amount of championships in this little town where faith is really pronounced. And then he ends up getting a visit from a superintendent from a big city, and that particular big city wants him to come there to coach. And so he has to uproot his family, and he has to do things to be able to accomplish that. And so he ends up going to the big city, moving his family there. And then when he begins to run the bases and to profess his faith out loud, people in the bigger city, this particular superintendent who brought him to that city, wants him to win, but doesn't want his faith. And he sure doesn't want it on a baseball field. And so this superintendent attacks him pretty hard. And so like everybody else in life, we all do it. He begins to question, was this God or was this me or God put me in this situation? And did I make the right decision for my family? And so a lot of things or created within this coach and his family that they have to deal with and they have to struggle through the mountaintops, the valleys, and things like that. And so it's a very relatable movie. 
to a lot of us in our faith and our walk with Christ. And so I think the reason why we're getting such a great response from the film is because there's something in this movie that everyone can relate to. And sometimes that's just simply, am I following what God wants me to do? It's in theaters right now. Eventually, obviously, it will go to streaming and that kind of stuff. We don't know exactly when that process will happen. You have to really follow runningthebasesmovie.com to see all the updated theaters. Also, theaters get pulled on us. We're a self-distribution company. We don't deal with any studios. We never have. As far as I'm aware of, we are the only faith-based film that is self-distribution. We've had to fight to keep this movie in theaters. People would go and they thought they were going to watch Run of the Bases. They pre-bought their tickets. They were excited. They went into the theater. They ended up seeing some trailers that were not appropriate to children, which should never happen in front of a PG movie. And then the next thing you know, a horror flick comes up. They go out of the theater with their children, very disappointed, very shocked. And they ask the manager and the manager's like, oh, we bumped that movie. So, you know, we've seen a lot of things like that. We've had a lot of pushback from theatrical major chains. If you are interested in seeing this movie, Running the Bases, it is uh, currently playing down at Village Center Cinemas in North Spokane. It also, if you're out where Airway Heights Way, it's at the B&B Theater in Airway Heights. The semi-annual Free Metal Disposal Day put on by the Stevens County Department of Public Works is coming up Sunday, October 2nd from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Stevens County Landfill located on Highway 25 South. Absolutely no garbage or Freon-containing appliances will be accepted on this day. You will need to weigh in and out across the landfill scale, so make sure your load is capable of being transported across the scale. If you have any questions, contact 509-738-6106. All right, kind of exciting last night. I listened to the uh, Colville Volleyball. They got into the second half of the season, and they've got a 4-2 league record. This match was with Riverside. We had it on KCVL. Uh, Colville over the Riverside Rams, three straight games, 25-21, 25-16, 25-22. They complete a season sweep of Riverside. The uh, Colville League record now 5-2. and two. Uh, Next up for Colville this coming Tuesday, it'll be Colville down at Freeman. And we'll have that Colville-Freeman match. That'll be at 6.30 Tuesday on KCVL. Also, we have high school football tonight. Colville undefeated takes on Medical Lake. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. We'll be on the radio just before that on KCVL. Vaughan Brothers Lumber, a leader in the forest products industry, is now offering a free forest health checkup. If you have 10 or more acres of timberland, Vaughan Brothers Lumber can help you determine if your family's forest is healthy and fire resilient. Schedule your free forest evaluation today by calling Vaughan Brothers Lumber at 684-5071. Vaughan Brothers Lumber, adding value to the forest for people, products, and the environment. All right. The Mariners did it last night. One of them weird games. 
Mitch Haniger, Jared uh, Kellenick both homered twice. J.P. Crawford singled home the winning run. That came in the 11th inning. The Mariners closing in on their first playoff berth in 21 years. They defeated the Texas Rangers 10-9. That in 11 innings last night. The Mariners a half game ahead of Tampa Bay now for the second of three American League wildcard spots. Their magic number is one for clinching a postseason spot. One more win or one Baltimore loss will give Seattle their first playoff appearance since 2001. That would end the longest drought in uh, North American professional sports. The Mariners are one and a half games behind Toronto for the top wild card spot. Now, the top wild card spot, they host the best of three series, and that would start October the 7th. The other two wild cards, they play on the road. The Seattle Mariners host the Oakland Athletics. They start a three-game series. That's tonight. Join us on the radio. That'll be on 92.1 KCRK. Washington State Cougars try to slow down California running back Jaden Ott. The two teams play Saturday in Pullman. Ott ran for 274 yards, three touchdowns on 19 carries, leading Cal over Arizona last week. Ott's yardage, the highest in a uh, football game this season. Washington State, they uh, will close out their three-game homestand, looking to recover from that uh, defensive collapse that led Oregon score three quick touchdowns in the closing minutes uh, this last Saturday. The Ducks ended up a 44-41 win. It's homecoming down on the Palouse. 12.30 pregame, that'll be on KCVL. A look at today's local weather forecast brought to you by Flex Workspace Solutions. They're at 486 South Oak in Colville. They provide all your workspace needs from desks and cubicles to conference rooms, reliable Ethernet, Wi-Fi Internet access available 24-7. Visit FlexWorkspaceSolutions.com or call 509 509- Find out more. Mostly sunny skies, 73 for a high this afternoon, 40 overnight, 80 sunshine on Saturday, 81 on Sunday, 80 on Monday, more sunshine first part of the week, uh, sunny skies Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, high temperatures right near 80, about 78, 79 the highs all the way through Thursday, overnight lows near 40. Flex Workspace Solutions, they also have business mailing addresses available, call them 509 640 2120. 
Going to be a real nice Friday getting ready for the weekend. And a lot going on this weekend. Everything from up at Marcus with the Cider Fest to the Free Metals Day to the old wood stove uh, buyback over with Department of Ecology on Sunday. High school football tonight. Cougars on Saturday. Let's make it a great weekend. 7.34, I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL, KCRK.